1: This, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we rank all of the albums from the band or artists that we're doing this week. And this week we're doing Jane's Addiction. So we're going to rank their five records. And this includes their their debut oh, record, their live record. So we're going to be doing that one too. Uh, we're also going to, before we do that, we're going to do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge. And um, while we're getting into that, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. If you don't already know, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Uh, so let's just jump right into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. If you don't know what this is, this is uh, just just look up the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Same idea, but with Tom DeLonge. So let's uh, let's do this. I, I have three. I have three um, six degrees of Tom DeLonge. How many? I have
0: do you three. Have? I have three. Also, one's kind of cheating. I'll, I guess I'll do my cheating one first. But I have three. Go also. for it. Go for it. Okay, so um, uh, Dave Navarro yes, played guitar on You Wanna Know <laughs> by Alanis Morissette.
1: <laughs> it's true, he did, yeah.
0: Alanis Morissette uh, dated Ryan Reynolds for a bit. He and did, then, correct. And then here's, he did, yeah. Here's the cheating part. Um, Ryan Reynolds was in the show Two Guys and a Girl that had oh, Blink on it. Oh, yeah. But we already talked about that, so I was kind of We cheating. did talk about it, yeah
1: it's still good though it, it's a it's a it's a uh, obscure pull but it, yeah. it works I'm proud of you I'm proud of you um, so my my three they're all pretty easy I mean this is this is a really easy one and uh, so I tried to so what I tried to do I took a I started with a, a different band member and then I ended with a drummer that has played with Tom DeLonge so I kind of I kind of themed it a little bit so it all ends with a drummer that has played with him uh, so we're going to start with Stephen Perkins, the drummer for uh, for Jane's Addiction. Obviously, he uh, he also played drums with Infectious Grooves. Uh, Rob Trujillo also played played well. He played bass in Infectious Grooves. Um, Rob Trujillo is also the bass player for Metallica. Bob Rock has produced several of Metallica's records. Uh, Bob Rock has also produced several albums from The Offspring. If you don't know, Adam Willard played with Ospring for several several years, mm. and Adam Willard also played with Tom DeLonge in Angels and Airwaves. Did not know that. That's interesting. Well, now you know. Now, now know. you know. Now okay. you know. Even though you knew, but now you know again. So, what do you got okay. for your uh, for your other one?
0: I have one that's really, really stupid and runabout, so I'm gonna say that one for last. Okay. This one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't write his last name. So this guy Greg, no, no, sorry, I did write. I did write a last name. I just because I'm on the computer now, it's split Mm -hmm. up into pages. So they go down a page. Not on my phone. Um, Again, Dave Navarro. Yeah, computers are hard. Peters are hard. Dave Navarro. He hosted (laughs) a show. He hosted a show called Ink Masters, and the show had a bunch of like guest judges on. One of which was this guy named Greg. Capulo. 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 Okay. Um, you may know him because he, he did a lot of work with with Todd McFarlane and he co, mm. I, I guess, illustrated the, the, the cover art for Follow the Leader.
1: Correct. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah. So this guy, Greg, he also did the artwork for a Disturbed album that had Johnny Kay. As a producer, whoever the fuck Johnny K is. I Johnny K. Okay. Well, and Johnny K. also produced a Plain White Tees album, the album Every Second Counts. That, that's their most famous one, the one with the Hey There Delilah. Yeah, bad song, but he, okay. He, well, that, that's not a bad song. It's fine. It's not that good. Um, he, he produced that album. The Plain White Tees were on the Frankenweenie soundtrack. And so was Robert Smith. Um, Robert <laughs> Smith did this song where he said, "Yeah, it's me, Holly." He actually didn't sing that part, but that he was part sing of the that part, song. No. <laughs> um, but he sang with Tom DeLonge in Blink One Eighty Two. So there's that. That's
1: true. That and that wasn't your roundabout one. No, my roundabout one is fucking ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty ridiculous too. Oh, just
0: all right. Wait. So.
1: So this is, uh, this is the shortest one I got. And uh, this is also goes into a uh, another drummer who's played with Tom. So we start with Eric Avery, the bass player for uh, Jane's Addiction. Uh, Eric Avery, after leaving uh, Jane's Addiction for many years, he joined Nine Inch Nails for, for a period of time. And uh, the current drummer for Nine Inch Nails, who's been in Nine Inch Nails for a long time, is Elon Rubin, who is also the drummer for Angels and Airwaves with Tom DeLonge. So that was, my, that was the easiest one for me. Super easy the easiest so. one
0: would have just been blink played Lollapalooza
1: oh uh, yeah, that's Done. true that could have been really easy that could have been very but, easy all right so here
0: here's here's this here here we go. you ready for this one Are you' sitting down i was I've been sitting down for hours, yeah, okay, so Charlie B Sherat, he plays violin on this album or our album of the week I should say um, okay. he's also a member of Shadow facts. Which mm-hmm. now that you're a, a a newfound Lord of the Ringsman, you should know Shadowfax as the name of, of uh Gandalf's horse. But okay. yeah, this yeah. guy Charlie Bicharat, all, all that stuff irrelevant. Charlie Bicharat also has toured with uh with Yanni. He teased toured with Yanni. <laughs> right? Dude, Yanni, like he's <laughs> iconic. He's he's the best ever. He's the goat. Uh, he's iconic he's popular. He's he the goat. Popular. He is the goat of oh. boring music. Yanni did the soundtrack (laughs) for the TV movie you were made for me, which starred Fred Savage.
1: Okay. Fred
0: Savage was in an episode or two of, of Hannah Montana, obviously starring Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Yeah. Miley's latest album had this guy, Andrew Watt on there doing various things, producing background vocals, writing bass guitar, guitar, whatever. Um, but Andrew oh, Watt, I know where you're going with this? Andrew anyway. Watt wrote song for Five Sauce, and obviously Five mm-hmm. Sauce had Feldman as a producer way too many times, and he was way too involved in Five Sauce, um, but Feldman to blink blink Tom, so there's, there's wasn't I
1: thought you were going to different I thought you were going a different way with this. Wasn't Andrew Watt the guy who was with Posty when he did the Nirvana set?
0: Yeah. What was he? Was yeah. he there? Because he's worked with. Post I think Malone. he
1: was. He, yeah, he worked with Post Malone on the on the Ozzy Osbourne, his last album. But I thought I think he was the guy who was playing bass or something during that perform performance, or maybe like uh, the extra guitar on that performance.
0: I think the guy playing bass was like an Asian dude.
1: Okay, then maybe Andrew Watt was the other guy playing guitar, probably. Because I, obviously, because he, Posty yeah, was playing, but
0: he he did he has he did he has he has done stuff with Post Malone, and whatever I mean, like more recently this year, he did something with Post Malone for uh, for the Pokemon, um, anniversary the 25th anniversary for Pokemon. Oh, okay, Post Malone released a single, and Andrew
1: Watt was the one who produced it, one of the ones who produced okay. it. Got it, got it, got it. That was very roundabout. Yeah, that yeah, was. I, want, I wanted you, to. Use you brought Yanni up.
0: I wanted to use a non, you know, four member of the band, and then when I saw Yanni, I really wanted to use Yanni. So
1: (laughs) that is obscure, for sure, obscure. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so uh, this this last one here is a a different member, different member from Jane's Addiction, and it's Dave Navarro. So we have Dave Navarro, who was supposed to replace Slash in Guns N' Roses. After Slash was fired or quit, whatever, but Dave Navarro just ended up not showing up to like yes. four different rehearsals, and then they were like, you know, fuck you, you're not playing with us. But then also, Dave Navarro ended up playing guitar on an old, on a Guns N' Roses song later in the, later in the '90s. So we have that. We have Dave Navarro to Guns N' Roses to Slash. Slash was on a Transplant song on their last record, and then Travis Barker is the drummer for Transplants. Travis to Tom and Blink. Boom, that was a quickie too, though. Yeah, it was it was quick and easy. I mean quick like and be, easy.
0: before we even I don't even know. I, I, I wanna I wanna talk about that because dude, that's so cool. They <laughs> like did not show up to multiple yeah. auditions for Guns N' Roses for whatever
1: reason. That's and this awesome. is after <laughs> like, you know, they had just <laughs> blown up. You know, they were already Guns and Roses were on top of the world and he didn't show up.
0: I, I'm sure it's it's because of a heroin thing, but Oh yeah, totally, I'm sure. But I don't know.
1: It's fucking cool. But
0: I <laughs> I read that and I was I just I kinda like smiled Like, wow, did you're Dave Navarro totally. was way more badass than I I ever gave him credit for.
1: Yeah, I ended up liking him more. Not not necessarily his guitar playing, but his just him more in general. <sighs> but Okay, so yeah, that's our sixth series with Tom DeLong. Let's get right into the uh the the album ranking. So we're there doing the James Addiction We're doing uh, we're doing their five records, so this includes their first live record because it's pretty much a record. It's their it's their debut record, just not Mm. a studio. So uh, we're gonna go from worst to best. So what do you got for number five, Jeff?
0: Again, like like the Statics X, Statics Static X, Mm. listen through. None of these are bad. Mm. They they aren't as good as others, but I feel like our bottom two probably hopefully will be the same. If not, just reverse order See. of the two, but this wasn't a bad listen through at all. But um, their their last album, The Great Escape, artist, um, okay, that's 2011. This wasn't bad. It was it was very much in the vein of Stray, but but this one just had like a little more pop and almost like an electronic influence to it. it reminded me of a lot of Radiohead, and it was just it was just weird. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just above average and Mm -hmm. i'll get more into why i think this is just whatever's when i get into stray but whatever but yeah my my i I didn't really have any playlistable songs here none of these songs were stinkers but Mm -hmm. there was nothing here that really clicked with me and so this is um i this is whatever's to me wasn't
1: bad though wasn't bad okay I, i see what you mean i see what you mean so my number five so i will say I don't necessarily agree with you. Like there are th- the bottom two records here, I would never ever listen to again. Not to say that they're bad, yeah, but you would heard like a I one. No,
0: like you gotta, you just no, listen to no, them
1: once. L- listen to them once, but they're not bad. So I I mean my bottom two, I'd probably give like a one point five. So, but I would never go back to them because it's like they have just much better records, you know. Uh, so their worst record is Strays, for sure. Strays. This is like a record that I feel like they didn't put a lot of like i don't want to say thought but just there's just no energy on this record i felt i felt like i was just listening to the same thing on loop every song there was just it didn't it wasn't exciting at all and and then reading more about it this is like a huge selling record like this blew up and then i thought oh it's probably probably because it was the first record they did in like nine years so that's probably really probably why it was so popular yeah but i just i don't i don't get it i don't think it was that great of a record but it was cool. It was. I didn't have a bad time listening to it. Not at all. Yeah. Um. I guess if I had to pick a song, it would be Hypersonic because it was faster. But that's also one of the things that really lacked on this record was the excitement, was the energy, and I don't know. It was whatever. It was okay. So that's my number five. Strays. Okay. So what do you got for four?
0: That's my number four. That's huh? figured, that's their as much. That's their third album. It was. uh Fucking a decade and a half later, two thousand three, it 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 wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I didn't realize there was so much time in between two and three. Yeah. Like that was, I thought it was they had almost fifteen years.
1: I know, it's so crazy, that was.
0: Right? It was surprising. I looking at the timestamp on it, I thought this was gonna be awful. I thought this was going to be a cash grab, which it kind of was. But I thought it was going to be awful. And it wasn't awful. It was it was fine. It was fun. A little too alt-rock for me. But I think my biggest problem with, with Stray and then the, uh, the Great Escape artist, if you took Perry Farrell's voice out of the band entirely, mm-hmm. the rhythm section doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold no. up in any kind of unique sense that they did with their first two or three that I guess that we'll talk about. But they're they're not... They're not Jane's Addiction at this point They're just like a cover band or They're like Perry Farrell featuring You know Members of other bands Playing Jane's Addiction songs There's, there's yeah. nothing unique about them They don't the, the, We'll get into it later Because <laughs> what makes them unique Is also kind of what I don't what I, what, I, what I don't like to love about this band Is what makes
1: them unique Okay, interesting Okay. Um
0: but like first of all, I totally forgot about the song Superhero. Like Entourage, the show Entourage on HBO.
1: Oh like, yeah, I, I never really watched Entourage.
0: I watched that show because I used to hang out with these twins. Um when I worked at Fridays. Do you remember the twins? Vaguely.
1: Vaguely. they are
0: uh, fucking Nick and John. We went that to one of their parties. So I familiar. I had a I had a person I was dating and it was a whole thing and she almost died at one point. In the oh, in that car
1: Yeah, that incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But like the twins, we I used to hang out. They they loved Entourage. They got me into Entourage, and the intro to Entourage was a song, Superhero. So that was kind of cool listening to Superhero, and I totally forgot about that song. But it's not my favorite. I was just nostalgic about that one. The song The Riches, the song The Riches, that's my favorite song here. I think that song's a banger. It's this cool guitar intro that's like palm muted, mm-hmm. and then clean, and sort of slides around. Until it drops into this really heavy bass line. and it's it's almost in a six minute song, but like the last minute is just this really nice, soft catchy melody and it's cool. It goes I don't somewhere. even
1: remember that song. I don't remember that song at all.
0: that That was Damn. the only one on this album that that really that really struck me. The last two for me, I, you could have switched them back and forth. It doesn't really matter. I think they're both the same. <laughs> they're both just they're both just like yeah. a, a, a poor reiteration of what jane's addiction used to be
1: i i'm with you because my, my number four is the greatest gay artist this is this is barely better than strays it just to me it sounds a little bit more fun like they were having a little bit more fun when they made this record and it kind of showed but outside of that there's nothing really memorable about it i just it's not bad it was a it, the listen through was fine. wasn't miserable, but like I said, I'm never, never going to go back to these. I, I don't really have a favorite. There was nothing that stood out to me on this one. And like I said, the only thing that, that made this one better to me was that it sounded more fun. But yeah, uh, this record's whatever. I, I got nothing yeah. more on, on this era of the band or this record. Cause this just, it does, it didn't need to happen. There's no point in having Jane's addiction after their, after, uh, uh, the album of the week, the ritual Day Lo Habitual. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So that was my number four. What do you got for number three? Okay, my
0: number three is their first album. Their first official studio album, self titled Jane's Addiction, nineteen eighty eight. This is um this is no, that's pretty, a live album. No, no. The first their the live album was nineteen eighty seven, their first official one. No, you're no. right. No, you're right. The no, no, the, the their, self-titled, their self-titled is the their live, live album. Live one. The yeah. Nothing Shocking is the one I'm talking about.
1: Oh, okay. So Nothing Shocking is your number three.
0: Yes. Again, okay. I don't use the computer a lot. So there's a lot of... I got to scroll oh, up God. and down with the notes. And it's just... It's not a...
1: Computers are hard. Computers, computers are hard. are hard.
0: Um, yeah. Number three. their um, Their first album, Nothing Shocking... This this is uh this is pretty good. I didn't I didn't think I didn't think they could do a lot of these of these sounds and then like mm-hmm. bring some real heat. So uh, I guess like my introduction to James Edition will come later, but like Eric Avery has some fucking truly phenomenal bass parts in this album. Maybe some of like the best he's ever done. And there's some really complex instrumental parts and some really great leads. That I never realized Jane's Addiction could do because we initially were going to do this album. This was the album yeah, of the week. True. We changed it after listening to other ones, but this was the one we were going to do. And I think this is a phenomenal album. This is a this is a surprisingly good album that I never. I just I never I never got into Jane's Addiction because Jane says is is okay and it's fine whatever but <laughs> I, whatever I don't know nothing shocking. Is a good album. I I really liked it. I will probably go back to this. I would, I would probably give this like a solid two because I would, I would go back to this.
1: Yeah, that not bad. Definitely, but not uh, bad at all.
0: Summertime rolls. Summertime rolls. Um, mm. There's this soft, clean like riffage, and I, I think it's so calming and just so, so good. I think,
1: I think Dave Navarro is a really good guitarist. <laughs> he is. He is good, but
0: <laughs> I think he's like. I'll really get more into. It.
1: I'm not gonna get more into. It. I, that's, I that's definitely number. have things to say about them on on the main episode, but okay. So your number three, nothing's shocking. Uh, my number three is the live record, the self-titled. So the first thing that that they put out, which is so weird when you think about it, that their first record is a live record. You you just never see that, but it it makes sense because most band because a lot of bands play live for like six years and don't put out any full lengths, but they just play like. A thousand shows but it's like why wouldn't you just put out a live record and jane's addiction did that so they i think they did it the right way which is really cool really really yeah cool.
0: this, this should be like standard
1: yeah i mean fuck. we were talking they about should. deftones on the last episode deftones started in like in 1988 but they didn't put their first record out until 1995 you got seven years there of nothing bomb pops are the same way too they they didn't put their first full length out until like 2017 or 2016 after being a band since 2009 it's like, why, why wouldn't you just put out a bunch of live records? It's so weird to me. So weird. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, yeah, so this is my, this is my, my, my third best. Uh, I was expecting a little more cause you, you kind of hyped it up a little bit for me and I didn't really know what I was getting into and maybe I was a little underwhelmed, but it's still really good. It's very good. It's a great representation of the band. Uh, And some parts I just did not like at all. There's one particular song. uh, (laughs) It's probably probably my
0: favorite song.
1: Is it my time? Oh, no. Okay, God. Dude, that song was terrible. Mm. It was terrible. It was bad. Dude, that harmonica in it. Oh, my God. It was so awful. It was so bad. I couldn't believe it. Um, There was a lot of good stuff, but I really like the Rolling Stones cover of Sympathy for the Devil. That was really good. I wasn't expecting it at all, and that was probably my favorite one. It comes toward the end of the record, I think, but it was yeah. really good i, I, I mean I'm gonna, that a lot
0: I'm gonna say that i think i think I think Perry's sang it better than the stones did i i I thought it was i thought it fit the song better. I thought it was yeah. a little more kind of eerie, a little more weird, a little more quirky, yeah. a little uh i don't know a little more punk
1: than the stones but ever also, did also. But also Mick Jagger is pretty overrated. Oh, he's just saying. I think he's adequately rated. Uh, he's overrated. He's overrated for sure. We no, only,
0: only got fucking a thousand fucking number one hits and everything. <laughs> <but> that's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Rolling Stones are just not that great. Oh, but my some God, stuff Tyler. Some of their stuff is good. We'll listen to that episode well i mean we really got into that episode that was yeah. a long week You were hit though. that was mm, a really long wasn't week that long ah dude it was a lot it was a lot of work that and I, deep purple were like the those were really long tough weeks for me both good but just really just it was so much work <laughs> but more so than the bob dylan for sure and that's that's definitely definitely the case
0: because the bob dylan's ever, like the opposite of what you I mean, Bob Dylan embodies everything you hate about music.
1: I know, but I think it, what it was, was like there's so much history with it in like the lineups and the stories and all that kind of stuff with Rolling Stones and Deep Purple. Oh, that's true. But with Bob Dylan, it's just like you got one dude who does literally <laughs> the same him. thing. <laughs> it's one dude doing the same thing for fucking 50 years. But, you know, <laughs> <For> <laughs> all a the, the, yeah. So like the lineup changes and all the, the crazy stories, the backstabbing it was a, it was a lot more work so that's true
0: that is true
1: i'll give you that but yeah so that was my number 3 uh so what's your number 2
0: number 2 is actually their first self-titled whatever live album 1987
1: the year okay. we was born yeah i know bro. crazy right
0: this is crazy. um i i get it this, this 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 album much like their last two this didn't have any of the really unique Jane's addiction stuff outside of some of the Perry vocal or Perry vocals. Mm-hmm. But, but even like his vocals weren't as exaggerated as he would normally do on nothing shocking or ritual, ritual, which ritual, ritual, R- ritual. Dude,
1: ritual. That's a hard one. Ritual. <laughs> this is going to be a tough episode. <laughs> nobody,
0: who, who says fucking ritual? Nope. Nobody says that word. It's a stupid a to be No. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> what in like, my common conversation you're coming up to people using the word ritual? You are in a some weird circles. Word. You're it's in a some weird circles. Word. Get out of here. When would
1: you use the word ritual? In a situation where you need to use the word ritual. Obviously. Get fuck out of here with your fucking ritual. Yeah,
0: this <laughs> this this live album is is absolutely phenomenal. I think I think this is a uh, Dude, this is this is just such a banger this is such a cool like uh, a glimpse into what will become and and like you said the, like a lot of bands start off doing s- multiple years of live stuff why not just throw it on onto an album this this mm-hmm. came about because they signed to Warner but um Warner was like yeah so we're gonna make you put an album out on our label and they're like nah We want to put our first, our first album 100% needs to be put out on, I think it was Triple X Records, who is, Mm. who were, is an LA based record label, indie, um, small budget shit. And so this one came out on the Triple X Records and they got like $300,000 for putting an album out on a record label that wasn't Warner. So that's—I that's mean, even that's like fucking about. unheard of, and it makes no sense. Especially nowadays, from, you know, when from budgets, a corporate
1: standpoint, especially with bands nowadays, like their budgets are probably a fraction of that. For like the big yeah. bands too, it's like nuts. like
0: just think like this this huge company Warner says like yeah we'll give you three hundred thousand dollars to put out your first album on a record label that isn't us. That's that's <laughs> what happened here. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's all managerial. That's all, that that's their agent. Whoever, whoever's making those decisions for them did a fantastic job. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff on this album that were never released on, on album, like on, on their subsequent four albums later. And that are absolute bangers. 1%. Mm. The song 1% is a fucking banger.
1: Oh, that was a good one too.
0: It is, it is a yeah. phenomenal song. But my favorite Jane's Addiction song, the song that made me want to do Jane's Addiction as our album of the week, as our band of the week, was I Would For You. It's a slow song, it's a semi-acoustic jam. Dude, it's just it's based around two chords. It's just up and okay. down, up and down. It's just free flowing melody. And and this song like maxed out my my interest in Jane's Addiction. And he just talks about like the man from the guy, go- He says the man from the government, the man. That, that's how he sings all the time. Yeah, I know. And oh. like, it's just, dude, that song is a that song got me in the feels. I don't know if it because I was like drinking. I don't know what's going on, but You're- that song got me good. And I think I even like sent you the song the next day and was like, dude, we got to do James Addiction now. And this was like the last of a long string of songs. My neighbor had had showed me of Jane's addiction of how good they are how good they were um but yeah that's 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 my number 2 oh also Limp biscuit did a cover of of my favorite song I would for you at family really? values 99
1: yeah oh the 99 okay i um, i've never heard it
0: much much as you can imagine fred turst um singing it's terrible Perry, but- oh it's it's Fucking awful, but he knows it's awful, and 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 yeah, he kind of yeah. prefaces it by saying so, and it's 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 fucking terrible, <laughs> and it's yeah, so fun. Kind like of like,
1: like when they did behind blue eyes, kind of. No, that like was that. that was a good cover though. That you was a terrible well. cover. No, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, well. Dumbest thing you've ever. Number seen. two,
0: yeah, Jane's Addiction. They're they're okay. Point five album, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're point five. Okay, uh, so my number two and my number one i i think they're the same they like i i i think they're equally as good and that's Damn. so i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to put my number two is nothing's shocking just because you know so we could wrap it up but um yeah i know this this album was so i i listened i listened through it and i'm like okay this is really good but then i got i got like few songs into ritual and i thought okay we got to do this record instead we just got to do it so that's when i texted he said let's do ritual instead. and sing we we agreed but then i went back and i listened to to both records i listened to nothing's shocking three times this week and then i listened to ritual four times Damn. and they both they both are just solid records they're both really good so i i can't put one above the other i'm just i really can't i mean they, they're both pretty different from one another but man there's some great stuff um oh, nothing shocking the the song had a dad i mean that, i mean that song is so so sick that his dave navarro's guitar playing on this one is just top notch and that that guitar solo so good it's so good <laughs> and i feel like this is like a better even though it's like a studio recording i feel like this better represents the band in a live setting than their live record does like i I went back and watched like i watch a bunch of videos old live videos from like the the nine the early 90s and late 80s and i will say they're not the they're not as like fun and interesting as i as everybody you know leads me to believe but they're still good they were still really good live and i feel like this is a great representation of their live sound More so than their live record, which is so weird, but it's good. I I, I think Nothing Shocking is fantastic.
0: I think that's because, I mean, like, dude, Jane's Addiction has such a horrible history within itself, and I think the live album they put out was kind of the the last time it was just four friends playing music together. Maybe a little that. bit, and in, in nothing shocking. It was like four friends playing music, but for sure, Ritual was was, you know, two addicts, and then one way overzealous front man, and then a guy that played drums. Otherwise, <laughs> it, like they were never a band again a- after like their no, first no no like live album. They were never really a band again.
1: I can and totally so, what, see I, that. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Tragic. Deep, yep. It is. So I guess that that just kind of, that's it. So that's it for the rankings because we both agree Ritual is number one. And um, stay tuned for the main episode because we're going to get into that and it might be fun. I don't know. We'll see. So that's it. (laughs) I might. That's all. (laughs) David Javi.
0: Yeah.